next stop, the Super Bowl. Hell yeah, you know we on. We built to do this all night long. Who that? Who that say they gon' beat them Saints? They a lie. They can try, but in the don't we know they ain't. Let's go. We on the road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. Who that? And welcome back to Canal Street Chronicles podcast. I'm your host as always. Brendan Earl. Today, I'm going to be previewing the Saints-Cowboys game on Thursday Night Football and, and a game where the Saints need to find a win. Now, before we get into this, the Saints are 5-6. and six, They're third in the NFC South, and they are just desperate for a win. I mean, four straight losses. It's been since 2016 since the Saints lost three straight. They're on four straight, looking at maybe a fifth. The Saints need to snap this streak. Now, you're playing back-to-back Thursday nights. Uh, of course, we all know what happened last week against Buffalo in the Dome. Not great stuff. In history, in the past few years, the Saints have had pretty good success against the Cowboys. It's always been a good game uh, with backups, that is. I mean, most recently, Teddy Bridgewater in the Dome uh, found a way to win that game. And it looks like this week, we'll have that same kind of situation with maybe Taysom Hill. And that's kind of the main thing I'll start us off with, is the injuries for this team and the situation with the Cowboys. The Cowboys are dealing with some COVID stuff. Uh, Mario Cooper is unvaccinated. He got COVID two weeks ago, and he's on pace to miss his third straight game. Uh, If he's got symptoms tomorrow, he cannot play. So, I mean, I hope the best for the guy. I hope he's healthy. I hope he's feeling good. But, I mean, it would give the Saints a huge boost if he did not play in this game. And... Even if he did, I think Marshall would have a good game against him. But the guy that makes me really nervous is C.D. Lamb, who had a concussion a few weeks back, and he's been dealing with that. But he was a full participant in both days of practice so far, so I think he'll be good to go. Uh, some talk around Ezekiel Elliott as well, maybe being put on IR. They decided not to. He'll fight through his injury, and he was full. He was a full participant in both days of practice so far. The only not participant was Cedric Wilson, uh, wide receiver for them, number one. So that is their only uh, DNP for the week so far. For the Saints, oh, it's just, stay with me now. Uh, Cade Nellis did not practice. Tanyo Passanio still did not practice. Tron Armstead did not practice. Alvin Kamara, was pra- he, he did practice. Uh, he was limited both days. So a positive there. Going right back to Ryan Ramchick, he was limited the first day. The next day, got downgraded to did not practice. So, again, another week where you could be playing a game without both of your starting tackles. A situation I don't think Sean Payton's ever had. Missing one and both star all-pro Pro Bowl tackles. And not just one week. This is going to be multiple weeks where you're down both tackles. Uh, Landon Young, obviously season any injury you don't have him so who do you turn to next but for Mark Ingram, Taysom Hill, Paulson Debo and Andrew Dowell they will all for full participants so amen to the Lord we have those guys back Mark Ingram will definitely boost his team whether Kamara can go or not uh, I w- I'm not going to say they're getting healthier but they're getting some guys back for sure and it comes at the perfect time because the Saints this is not the Saints we used to know uh, the Saints have had their years where they went 7-9, uh, they drafted well, got right back to where they were supposed to be, but this is a different feel for a Saints team. 
And we're saying it every single week. They gotta score points. They gotta change something up. Something's gotta change. Uh, this could be the week something changes. I mean, Taysom Hill is getting first team reps. If if everyone's seen, and the media is speaking with Taysom Hill as we speak, and he said, "Are you healthy?" And he said, "I could play today." So what that tells me is that he'll probably start. He'll test it out, and hopefully it doesn't get worse. Because I know there's plenty of people out there who have had plantar fasciitis, and it's painful. I mean, he's gone from a brutal concussion that would uh, put some people out a long time, which it, and it did. And then he's been dealing with plantar fasciitis, which it hurts when you step, run, plant, cut, jump, everything. It's a sharp pain in your heel. And for a quarterback especially, and especially the, the role of quarterback that he plays with running and breaking through tackles and running through people, that hurts like crap. So I hope it's feeling better. It's not a long-term issue, but it's something that's going to be dealing with him probably for the rest of the year. I mean, if he's going to start tomorrow or, or Thursday, probably not going to go away instantly. But having Taysom in, that is the move that we've all kind of been waiting for. And when it was announced that Taysom was taking first-team reps, uh, the city of New Orleans, like on Twitter, Instagram, on the radio, they were just so happy. It was like a celebration that Taysom was in. Uh, hope, if you, you, you could say. And I never thought I'd see that because all the Taysom hate last year with quarterback, the quarterback issues, uh, we get Trevor Simeon, who was a established backup, who has played uh, a good amount of NFL games. He was at one point thought to be the next Peyton Manning in Denver. Uh, had a good stint there for a little bit. Played with the Jets, and he was, you know, how good can you be with the Jets? And now we're hoping for Taysom. We are praying for Taysom. And he might get his opportunity this week. He has nothing to lose. I mean, he just got that brand new contract that pretty much benefits him from being in this position. And this is the move we needed for this offense to maybe move forward. I mean, this offense is averaging almost four points in the first three quarters. You're not going to win a single game with four points in the first three quarters. That just means no matter how great the defense plays, in the fourth quarter, you'll need a comeback. Because if you score four, four freaking points in the first three quarters, if you're lucky. I mean, in the Thursday night game against Buffalo, they didn't even do that. If you're lucky. The defense hasn't been its, it's normal self these past few weeks. They felt like they have to do more. And I feel like that pressure is building up on them. Uh, Cam Jordan said when they had two, two turnovers in the in the Thanksgiving game, he said, we need to do more. We need to get three turnovers. We need to get a turnover touchdown. The defense, I, I don't want my defense to think like that. I don't want them to think that if they don't get a touchdown or a turnover every single drive, that they're not going to win. I want them to think, let's go play our absolute best. Let's not let them score. But we shouldn't have to score for our offense. That's definitely not the position you want to be in. And I think to putting Taysom in, it's not a knock on Trevor Simeon. That's the thing. I've had some people come at me for, for suggesting this. It's not Trevor Simeon. I know the wide receiver position is awful. And that's why you step in and put Taysom in. Taysom adds a whole different dimension to this offense. What teams have been doing to them is they just stack the box. They say, we dare you to beat us in man-to-man in -man coverage. Uh, they'll sit on routes. They'll just wait for it because they know the receivers aren't going to beat them. Because they're not good, they don't have any kind of separation, and it feels like every week our best playmaker goes down. Uh, so, adding Taysom, you have to respect 
his running ability. You have to respect what he can do after the play. You can't just stack the box every single play because, I mean, that one time he gets out, it's going to be a big play. Quarterbacks in the NFL these days don't move like Taysom Hill does. And I know the accuracy probably isn't there. The arm strength isn't incredible, but this needed to happen. And moving forward for the rest of the season, it might stick this way. If he plays decent, if he if this is a good game, Taysom Hill will stay as a quarterback, in my opinion. You need to. The receiver position is not good enough. The tight end position is not good enough. And you have to rely heavily on your run game. And look at your running backs right now. Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram are just trying to get back on the field because they have just carried this offense. You need to find some kind of balance. So it really depends how this game goes. If if you can't find a way to win this game, which I think it's going to be tough. Dallas Cowboys, I know everyone will have their th- say about what they think about the Cowboys, but I think this is one of the years where they actually do have a shot to do something in the playoffs. This is a very good football team. Very good. With a quarterback that's extremely hungry and coming back to his home state to play. And last time he was here, he wasn't very good. So he's going to want to be better. So if you don't win this game, you drop to 5-7. and seven. After going 5-2, and two, right after beating the Bucks, right after having the opportunity to be first in the NFC South, with an extremely banked up roster, you kind of hit a brick wall with injuries where he just dropped. I mean, it's like the, the roster you're putting out every week isn't even competitive, it feels like. So after that, you can kind of kiss playoffs but goodbye because the rest of the schedule goes as this. The Jets, if you don't win that game, something's not right. Then you got the Bucks. I mean, we know how that game's going to go. Good luck to those fans that go to that game because, man, I, I, I can't stand those people at all. Uh, then they go to the Dolphins, the Panthers, and then the Falcons. So lots of divisional opponents and some bad teams that are, are desperate for wins to keep their jobs and their roster, honestly. They need to find wins. So you have some hungry teams left. So can you find maybe eight, nine wins in, in these final let's see, five, six games. I don't know. I don't know if you can. Is a playoff still a thing that's attainable? Yeah, but you got to figure it out. You can't keep looking like how you've been looking these past few weeks. It can't be let's score 20 points in the final six minutes and hope to God that we can cover the onside kick or hit a freaking PAT because that's been an issue. It's been a big issue. It's been a real frustrating year. And especially with the NFL this year, it feels like it's anyone's, anyone could win the Super Bowl. Anyone. There hasn't been a team that's really stuck out. I feel like the Packers look good one week, and then maybe the other week they're like, eh, they still find a way to win, which is important, but they don't look great. Uh, you got the Bucks not looking great in the first half, looking great in the second half. Uh, the Rams have lost three straight since adding Vaughn Miller. Just in the NFC in general, it's just kind of meh. And the Bills have been on and off. Of course, they destroyed us, whatever. But it just sucks that this is the year where we take a huge step back. I know we got injuries, and there's nothing we can do about that. There's nothing you can do about it. It's not what they're doing. It's not all they're practicing. It's not what they're playing. It's just lucky. It's unlucky, and they're snake bit. Don't know why. But I'm also not one of those people that say, let's tank for a good draft pick. I mean, no, you don't have to do that. As it stands right now, they have a pretty high draft pick. And that might be a nice thing. And especially is a nice thing 
for trade bait for a potential quarterback in the offseason, but I won't even talk about that because that is not what important. But all I'm going to say is you do not want to tank because when you tank, you have players who don't want to be here anymore. You have coaches that might leave for other jobs. Uh, adding players in free agency might be tough, looking at the previous record. So all I'm saying is you don't want to tank. Let's try and find a way to finish this season strong because it started off really promising with Jameis Winston at the helm with no Michael Thomas and so many other guys you're missing. They were they were getting it done. They were finding ways to win with what they had. And the story of the podcast every single week, the first five, six weeks was let's do enough on offense. Let's take care of the football. Let's score points. Let's be efficient in the red zone and efficient on defense. And the defense was great because the offense was good enough to run the ball and they had a pretty good pass offense. Not not like pass for 200, 300 yards, but they could they could get it done. If it was a third and three, they could convert. And now it's, let's hope to God that they can get a first down in this game because it's getting that bad. And that's why you're bringing a guy like Taysom Hill. You need to switch it up and you need a spark on this team. Every single week, we talk about it. Who's going to step up in this game? Who's going to step up this week? Because right now we don't have a go-to guy, especially with no Camara. Camara will probably go into the game as a questionable and probably be a game-time decision. So Mark Ingram will probably be leaned on heavily. You got Tony Jones. But I'm looking at the receiving game. What receiver is going to step up? Because this might be a Deontay's last game for a few weeks. He'll probably be facing that two or three game suspension depending on the appeal. So you lose your best playmaker on offense in terms of the wide receiver position. Who's going to step up now? I would have to say it's Callaway. He's put up the stats. It hasn't been phenomenal. But coming into the year, it was like, okay, Callaway, we'll be fine with Callaway. He'll be great. But he's an undrafted free agent who had no playing time last year. At the, it Really, in the offense, was more of a gunner. And we kind of just forced him into this, hey, you need to do everything and more to keep our offense afloat. Not realistic. It's not. Maybe with Michael Thomas and like an Emmanuel Sanders, that would have been a great combo with Callaway. But he's not the guy who's going to have... 10 catches for 150 yards. Just hasn't really shown that yet. He'll be a good little receiver for this team. But I, I think we shot a little too high in terms of his production this year. So who's going to be the guy who steps up? And honestly, I think it's going to be Taysom Hill. The last thing that stands out about this game is it's Thursday night. It's primetime. The Saints love to play on primetime, especially in the Dome. But this year, it's been a little rough. Last Thursday on Thanksgiving, we were thoroughly embarrassed and I know Sean Payton was just absolutely pissed off from that performance. You could see it in the post-game press conference. The Saints will not look that bad on offense uh, this game, next game, and moving forward. They will figure something out. They'll find a way to score points. This is Sean Payton. And all I'm going to say is after this year, I don't think the Saints are going to have a stereotype of adding offensive weapons. I think Sean Payton's going to really be done with this whole conversation and just seeing this team and not wanting to ever experience this again i think we'd all respect and enjoy a nice little receiving core shout out to everyone who's tuning into these podcasts i know it's really really tough to listen to a saints podcast that uh, is something that's about something that's so bad right now and the first seven weeks it was all great and the views on the podcast were phenomenal because it was like enjoyable and now that it's been a little rough, the views have been a little rough as well. But I understand because 
you don't want to be hearing something on and on so negative about your team. And it's it's hard to talk about it's hard to talk about this every week. It is. But I love doing this podcast. I'll always be doing it no matter if they're 0 and 16 or 16 and 0. I mean, we have to figure out something out. So thank you to everyone who keeps tuning in. Uh, Louisiana is a great fan base. It's a great sports fan base. LSU just added Brian Kelly. There's excitement there. The Pelicans have been turned around, won five of their last six. Uh, Louisiana will be okay, and the Saints will be just okay as well. Beautiful stadium, beautiful team. Don't lose hope on this team, and don't lose hope on the Concert Congress podcast. Thanks for everyone tuning in. I appreciate everyone, as always. I'll see you guys next episode. Who dat? Let's go, we on the road, the next stop.